Awesome. We are live. No, we're not. I'm just kidding. I know we spoke about that before, but we are not live. Um, so we have Mike and Steve here at the Mason's Conversations. Welcome. So happy to have you guys here. Uh, Steve, here. we're just meeting obviously today in person, which is cool. I know we spoke a lot over the First phone time. and through yeah. text message. So glad to have you here. And we have the handsome Mike Giacometti mm -hmm. right next to That's you. That's right. That's your son-in-law, right? Son-in-law. How's it feel to have a nice Italian stud like that yeah. as a son-in-law? Very happy to have him in the family. Good. Very happy to he served his apprenticeship with, with me. Nice. So, oh, that was with you. Yeah, from my really? company. Yeah. But you. When we first met, he was working for a landscape company, and uh, he said to me, "I want to I want to become a stonemason." Okay. So I said, "Okay." Cool. So, so this is the reason why you are a mason. That's right. Really. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought you were just like, you know, maybe you seen it somewhere in school or something and then kind of picked it up and said, you know, I want to go to school for that because you went to the uh, Mississauga Training Center, correct? Yeah, OMTC. Yeah, I came home from playing hockey in the States and did one more summer of uh, landscaping and we did a lot of outdoor fireplaces and barbecues and okay. um, once we started to get into the wet lay stuff and away from the patios, yeah, I kind of started finding myself noticing that I had better days when we were kind of doing that sort of stuff. So then obviously uh, just dating Leah at the time, I'd come home, come over and Steve would be coming home from work much earlier than I was coming home from oh. work, but longer days landscaping and... Uh, we started obviously talking more and I actually had a, a friend that did the schooling in Ottawa, um, but coming home from school and living away and doing long distance, it's mm -hmm. obviously tough. So then to start that conversation again and Hey, I'm going to go live in Ottawa for four months and do the, do the schooling out there. Uh, Steve had a connection through OMTC and, nice. uh, reached out for me and, there's a minimum number of hours that you kind of need to start the apprenticeship program through them. But uh, I was lucky enough to kind of get in kind of last minute. Mm -hmm. I think I worked for maybe like a month in January with okay. Steve. And then in January too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right into, uh, Perfect. right into My the favorite. schooling after that. And yeah, the worst month kind of the rest was history and yeah, took it on. And Steve's partner at the time uh, made it very clear that it wasn't kind of like a father-in-law, son-in-law gig. And he wanted to see me actually pursue the the trade. And obviously no I was all for it. No advantages. Yeah. No. So um, I just jumped right into it. And, and then we worked for five years, I guess, together. And then wow. Steve kind of retired and we were getting married and wanting to buy a house and finding a location for that. And I was, I was turned on to TMC. That's through another right. guy that I worked with, and now we're here. Nice. Man, it's cool to get that backstory, because I didn't really know it all in detail. Um, and for the viewers, obviously, Leah is um, Leah is your daughter. My daughter, yeah. And so because of Leah, Mike Giacometti is now a Mason. That's, That's right. right. That's amazing. Yeah. Custom That's, Mason. That, yeah. that yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's definitely... An yeah. artist with that yeah. trial. He definitely yeah. is. And obviously he learned a lot from you. Yeah. yeah. So, no, that's cool though. So you did landscaping though, but you guys are doing dry lay, like dry stack stuff, like fireplaces, stuff like that. Well, that like patios and, uh, but 
working in Oakville, it's obviously on these big estates that have yeah. these other types of, like we did a lot of flagstone wet lay, but then also that transitioned into just fireplaces and three size natural stone. So you kind of get a little bit of a taste for that without really okay. having any training or knowledge yeah. behind it. And then that just transpired my whole outlook on what I kind of wanted to be doing. I wanted to get off the ground and it's obviously yeah. kind of backbreaking when you're doing a lot of flagstone and laying patio pavers and stuff like that. So very seasonal too. Very seasonal. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause uh, my brother Justin is involved in that sector of the construction industry and it's, you know, either you're, you're doing the whole landscape hardscape thing yeah. for those, you know, the spring, summer months, fall, and then boom, winter comes, it's you're plowing or you're sitting at home that's on EI it. and that's yeah. it. Yeah. No, that's cool though, that you kind of, that's where that passion started though, for obviously masonry Yeah, was what you were seeing on those jobs when it came to, and obviously working with certain products wet lay, but yeah. obviously on the ground and now you're doing it on the wall. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. For Sweet. me, looking looking towards the apprenticeship, obviously having an athletic background, you're kind of always working towards something. So I was in the mindset that I wanted to get to the end of the apprenticeship. I wanted to keep nice. learning and continuing doing the schooling. And you just learn, there's so much knowledge out there and so many different things that you need yeah. to kind of get a grasp on. And it was easy for me to kind of take that on so shortly after finishing school and nice. like graduating, like I took business and yeah. had no interest in that but yeah. they didn't offer any trade programs yeah. in university yeah. so <laughs> no doubt i was just there to play hockey yeah. but <laughs> and you knew this was the man who was going to help you get into masonry and obviously you were able to do your apprenticeship with yeah. him and everything so that's cool though how was that working with uh it was good your, we, your we, soon to be son-in-law at that time right. right it could have been awkward but mike made it pretty easy good. they were living in the basement at the time and We'd come home from work, unload the truck in my garage. He'd go down the side of the house and go in a separate entrance, and I'd go through the garage, and we'd meet in the hall, and I'd say to him, how was work today? Yeah. And he'd say, it was okay. My boss was an idiot, though. And <laughs> so we kept it. We kept it. It was it was work when it was work time. Yeah. Full out, because it, it was my passion. Yeah. <clears throat> but then we had the relationship. We still have a son-in-law, and it was good. Good. Yeah. It's good to separate the two. <clears throat> Yeah, you yeah, need to. Definitely. You, need to. you can't yeah. can't bring anything home. Not not to say we had like bad days and everything yeah. like that, but it was nice to come home and just we got on our motorcycles after work. That's and, awesome. You know, still go out in the backyard, yeah. have dinner together. It's not like eight and a half hours with him was enough. Yeah. No. That I just needed to be away from your boss, kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We were still a family, and yeah, we still are now. They they're. Uh, living in Fergus part time too, and it, it's, awesome. it's still the same thing. Coming over for dinner, it's great. Making plans together, right? So yeah, it's a it's a it's a bond that I I don't want to say it's lucky that it worked out. Mm -hmm. It was going to work out just yeah. just based on our relationship together. But it was nice. good. I had a partner, Brent. Shout out to Brent Martin, who works okay. uh, for another company, and he he was a good partner to have because he uh, there was no connection with Mike. So mm -hmm. Mike was just an employee to him. Yeah. So he showed him the respect that you show an apprentice and Mike showed it right back. So I can honestly say in, in serving the full apprenticeship, Mike was not late, not mm -hmm. one day, not one morning that I walk out where he was late mm -hmm. and he gave us all every day. And that, that was what I expected, but it might, it might've been a situation might necessarily not would have happened that way. Mm -hmm. Mike could have easily taken advantage and I'm the father-in-law and yeah. you know, 
he knew I was going to have to be a nice guy anyways, but not once did he take advantage of that yeah. situation. So goes to show the type of person yeah. uh, that he is. And I, I see that with TMC Mason. Yeah, as very well. good. So, and hard work pays off, man. If you're devoted to something and you have a passion for something yeah. and you put that hard work in, like look, yeah. look where, look where you're at now. Here right? we are. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Proud Mason. I respect that. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. And when did you, uh, get involved with Masonry? Steve? I was raised in Scarborough by a, a very strict Scottish father. Okay. And, uh, graduating high school, I realized I wasn't going on to secondary education. Mm -hmm. So my dad said, might you take a trade? And uh, showed up to Clifford Masonry Limited, which is a big company in Toronto, and uh, got my start there. I worked for the first two years on the Cathedral of Transfiguration up in Markham wow. on, uh, on Mechanical Stone. And uh, it was, it was, I couldn't, the first day I couldn't, stand on a six foot high scaffold without being nervous. Yeah. And two years later I was climbing 35 frames. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. And then went down into Toronto and kept serving the apprenticeship and, and, uh, stayed with Clifford for about 10 years. Eighties mm -hmm. hit a very bad recession, rolled back 10 bucks an hour, Oof. just had Leah. And I said to my wife, I'm going to go, I, I, now's the time to try my own company. Nice. Never looked back. Good for you. Yeah. It was no, good. I respect you taking that. Taking that jump, yeah, because it's a big you know, one. It, especially at that time, I'm sure yeah. it, was, it was a big challenge. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you were able to make it happen. And yeah. how long were you in business for for yourself? Uh, well, about twenty, twenty-five years. Twenty-five years. Twenty-four years. Yeah. Kudos to you. Yeah. You know that some like, good years, some bad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's like anything in life, though, Steve. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but it's tough to you know get the business going in the first place, and then yeah. to actually keep it above yeah, water that's is right. very tough. Yeah. And most companies don't even make it past their fifth year. No. So to go 25 years, yeah. kudos to you. I yeah. respect that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So I have a question. Um, Cause you both went through the apprenticeship program with masonry. Now, how do you guys feel about, you know, telling the viewers at home, whether they should go through the program or not, or just get on the tools, jump on the wall and build your experience that way without the books, without the textbooks, the teachers and all that. Like, you know, cause I, I see uh, nowadays, nobody's really going to school yeah. for it. Yeah. A lot of people are just jumping right in, getting on the wall, putting the time in, yeah. and they're just learning to work with all the different products. And then they become a very skilled Mason, yeah. but they're not licensed. They're not, yeah. you know, a journey person or a red seal mason yeah, right so what would be you know like is well, there is there a benefit to going to school especially now when this is an extremely like it's one of the top dying trades in this industry yeah. so what do you like how do you guys feel when, about that when if i can yeah, the first yeah. one mike came to because you can say your point of view you just went but in my day it was probably a little easier to not go to school and pick it up along the way and just be a hard worker and pick up the trade that way. But when Mike came to me and said, I, I wouldn't mind serving the apprenticeship, I said to him, you're going to, then if you're going to work for me, I want you to, like I encourage school, okay. go, go to all the sessions, get your red seal, learn all that part. Because in those times where you get laid off in the winter and you go and do the session of school, you do get to take your time and, and figure out the stuff that, that is hard to pick up along the way because mm -hmm. Your employer is going to want you to also be productive, but sometimes there's not, there's not time to learn. Mm -hmm. It's just time to do. But in the school, you know, you, you graduate each session, 
you get a little better and a little bit more knowledge. And then you come out back into the field with the company that you're with and you, you've learned more than you think you're going to learn. It's a positive experience. And then if you take it to the point where you write the red seal, you know that you've accomplished things because you've, you've learned the knowledge it takes to write the red seal test. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, there's still years of learning. Yeah. But if you never stop learning, never stop learning, but you, you don't have, if you don't have the technical knowledge that the school teaches you, you're only going to be one level, you know, you don't expect to run your company efficiently. You don't expect Mm -hmm. to, to be a foreman for a company efficiently. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's not impossible guys do it, but I think school is definitely, definitely necessary. I mean, electricians, uh, plumbers, other carpenters, they have to go to school. Of course. You know, our trades equally as important. You, you know, you can't just, you can't just pick up everything along the way. It's mm-hmm. going to take a lot longer. So when Mike came to me, he said, sure, I'll, I, I'm going to, I'll, I'll do that. And I mean, the winter came, got laid off, went to the session of school. We were ready for work in the spring, came back. It, it went great nice. and wrote his red seal, one of the highest marks. Excellent. So excellent. And you're five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how do you feel about that? What's your take on that? Mike? I definitely have a like a maybe like a little bit of a skewed perspective because throughout the days we talk about it a lot, and you you don't really talk about it until you've been with someone that has done it. Like just with our crews here, it's it's starting to grow a little bit with guys wanting to actually uh, take that step into mm-hmm. it. I'm a firm believer in that the Red Seal kind of doesn't mean anything Mm -hmm. in the sense that you can write any test you can take anything from the course but unless you're picking up knowledge along the way on the on the job site that's where the break comes from it's not like you can just read the textbook and go which is what omtc uh was really good for it's only eight week sessions it's very dependent on job site knowledge Mm -hmm. and experience so a day is an hour, hour and a half tops doing schoolwork, and then the rest of the day is in the shop. There's guys that can't sit in the classroom, of course, for an hour. <laughs> and they you had... were one of those guys, I'm sure. No, no, no. But but for me, it was easy coming right out of university. I was used to being in classrooms, okay. right? Okay. So yeah, that was easily transferred. It's easy to sit there and listen to the teacher. And take notes. That's right. But for guys, they're sitting in the back of the classroom wanting to go have a cigarette. I would be one of those guys. So nervous energy. It's uh, give me a trowel already. I think it's really important because you do learn like so much behind actually laying brick or block, yeah, stone, whatever. Like I don't think most guys would know what a grapevine joiner is. No, and that's it. Or like there's hundreds of types of mortar that you could use and, and type o and yeah. type n and type s so there's and, stuff yeah, like that yeah. and I, I read a little bit of that textbook exactly <laughs> and then just the like whole scope they teach you the whole scope of masonry from yeah. refractory and everything so i do tell guys like just go and try and test into a level and hmm. and just get into it because yeah. you have all the on-site knowledge part of it but there's so much behind that you learn with even just like measurements and stuff like that. And they really get you into like the metric and versus, you know, Imperial and stuff like that. We are in Canada. (laughs) Having that conversation with guys on site. And it's like, you know, you could be doing one thing one way 
someone's doing it the other, That's but it. you're having the same conversation, but at least you're aware that you're having the same conversation yeah. rather than you're, you're kind of closing yourself off into a corner where, you know, you're stuck in, in the way that you've been taught to do things. And, and it, like I say, it's, it kind of means nothing because there's guys that we work with that haven't done the schooling, but they were taught great. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's a dying aspect of the trade too. The teacher. The teachers, yeah. So I think that that's huge in the sense that you don't need the schooling, mm -hmm. but I feel like there's this, there's this negative stink stigma to it where it's like, well, why are you going to the school? I know it's also hard for guys. Like you got to go on unemployment. You're missing your paycheck. That's right. Guys have families yep. and houses and stuff like that. So there's a lot to, that's why you have to be committed to doing it. Of course. You have to want to do it for yourself. And lucky for me, I lived in Mississauga at the time. I wasn't paying rent. It'd be sort of arrogant to not take that responsibility yeah, on right. as I'm in that scenario, right? Yeah. So. I preach it to guys to go and do the schooling. It, it's not to say like, you're going to be so much better when you come out of it, but you're going to feel better about doing it mm -hmm. and you're going to have more confidence to That's it. I struggled in the schooling at parts because yeah. we did a lot of uh, stonework, mm -hmm. but the schooling is all brick and block. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. Like you're doing amazing things on these amazing houses, but all of a sudden you have to build a five foot by seven foot brick panel yeah. and you're lost. So it's yeah. stuff like that. It, it, you're truly on your own in the school. You can ask questions to the teachers, but they'll let you work for an hour and then come back after that hour and show you something that's wrong. Yeah. Take down your work. Yeah. Build it back up. So <laughs> that's the sense that Steve's talking about where it's not so much do as yeah. do it right mm -hmm. and learn to do it right. Because when you make those mistakes on a job site, you're not just messing yourself up, you're messing a lot of things up. So absolutely, I definitely preach it to people and I thought it was worth it. I, I wholeheartedly think it's worth it. And I love the school. Yeah. It's like an eight week vacation. You're not yeah. working, it's, yeah. it's cold outside yeah, anyways. You know? You're not wrestling with tarps and heat. Yeah. So yeah. But it does depend on your situation. Yeah. Cause if you're, all of a sudden you find yourself 25 with, a, with maybe a, your first kid or your first mortgage, it's not so easy to take the time off and go on unemployment. That's right. But That's right. No, and that, I agree with going to school because I'm a firm believer in investing in yourself yeah. and knowledge is power. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's, you know, whether it's masonry or electrician or plumber mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. HVAC, it doesn't matter. Like knowledge is power. Um, and I know that you're a red seal, correct? Yep. So that's very beneficial to TMC Masonry as well, because we are putting individuals through school and I want to continue to do that Good. because I know that is important. And just on every point that you guys just uh, dished out there, that's, that's exactly why I want to do it because I want people to feel comfortable on the wall mm -hmm. and have that sense of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And especially when they make mistakes in school they're being told take the work down it's a lot different out in the field when they make a mistake and you know yeah it's a large wall that might have to come down that's, that's right. very Time different than a five by whatever square that they were working on and that's obviously company time company money um but yeah i i, I want to push that on every apprentice coming to tmc masonry and it's good to have because i know we do have some more red seal uh, masons who are a part of TMC Masonry, which is 
very crucial um, to helping these apprentices when they get, you know, out in the field, they have their teachers, their mentors exactly. that That's they can right. look at. That's right. Um, so I know Bailey, we just had a conversation about this. Yeah. About, uh, it's one of our younger labors operators mm -hmm. who wants to grow with TMC Masonry and he wants to take the step into becoming a Mason. Good. And I told him, I already had the great conversation with him over the phone saying, I would love to send you through school. And I think he is in a position where he, he should do it because he doesn't have any kids. He doesn't have like a shit ton of responsibilities, right? He does, but not a crap load word make that decision tough for him. Right? Yeah. And he's so still that's young. why I said, let's just jump right in it. Yeah. I already have connections with Apprentice Search because we already did that with one of our uh, current apprentices, Joshua. I already went through the whole process. So now it's here. I know what to do. And with Bailey, it's going to be very, that's great. very, uh, very uh, easy to do. Yeah. So beneficial no. to his future. Yeah. 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 And I, I, it's cool to see somebody who's so new, so green when he started, right. couldn't even run any of my machines, didn't know how to set up scaffold, like the works, right? But yeah. he started as just a mason tender, uh, dishing out bricks, mortar, and then he learned to get on the saw. Now he's, you know, tending to the masons on the scaffold yeah. with giving bricks, stone, whatever product we're working with, the mortar, tampering the mortar, and then making the cuts. Very good. And then he leveled up to an operator. And it, what operators do, set up scaffold, mix the mortar. So then he had to learn all of that. And now he's he's quite versatile. He does it all. All those So skills. now the next step yeah. is become a mason. Yeah. yeah. So, and we have a, like, so Joshua Eckert, his dad, his father, who will be on the show, uh, one of our episodes coming up, I believe we have him scheduled in. Frank, you know Frank Eckert. Yeah. He so he's at OMTC with Mario. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Oh. And we talk a lot now. Yeah. Good. And that's his son who works with TMC now. That's our, that's Excellent. our new mate. That's our new uh, apprentice. So, um, you know, having Frank and then having um, Laura, who is, uh, um, she is uh, part of job development with okay. Apprentice Search. So everything I like, everything is just going to flow smoothly when it comes to getting apprentices involved with. OMTC or whether it's Conestoga, That's but great. I am pushing everybody to the program that you went to yeah. at OMTC. Yeah. So have you heard any like differences com like between Conestoga's masonry program and OMTC's? I haven't heard too much about it other than the fact that the Conestoga one is different in the way that there's less job site experience. Like, okay. That's what's so nice about the eight week section is in all three of my levels, I think only one other person was in level one, level two and level three with me. Got it. So you do see guys fall off. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, I know for other companies like in level one, the kids that were only in there to get off the saw, and then they become an apprentice. Mm -hmm. So then they get a little pay bump. And then you see level two, they never really want to get to level two because maybe their company has given them what they want. But then level two, you finish, they say the level two was the hardest one. Um, but then when you get to level three, then it's like, it's people that want the red seal. They're mm -hmm. striving for the red seal. And the, the, the third level is a very unique level where it's a, all stonework. You build a fireplace. You learn about that whole section of it. And then the last week of it, is all red seal prep you're done your project nice. you're in the classroom the whole time 
doing thousands of Red Seal questions. So I don't know how the Conestoga one evolves in that, but I do think that the OMTC one is more realistic on on what a day will bring to you right. as nice. a Mason. Yeah. And nice. then it's up to you and the company you work for to continue to pursue more knowledge to get you through those next cool. levels. So for us, I always said I had this very unique upbringing working on just a three-man crew where I labored, Steve labored, mm -hmm. Brent labored. We all built scaffold. We mm -hmm. tore the scaffold down. We all cleaned the wall. We all cleaned up the rubble. You're working for homeowners. You can't leave the site a mess. And we had no machine, so everything was hand bombing. And other guys are coming in, and you talk to them, and it's like, well, I've just been making cuts for a year. And here I am. I was lucky enough that laying out everything exactly yeah. part of the layout, you know, the I'm, whole still the, I'm still the making, I'm still making the mix. Yeah. I would, I would dress stone for an extra two hours so nice. that the scaffold was loaded with material for the whole day. Yeah. Then I would finally get on the wall, but then an hour before the day was over back down dressing stone for the morning. So that all I needed to do was make mixes for the morning and all then hopefully prep. get back on and, Obviously, stone works a little different than brick. It, the The mortar lasts a little bit longer and mm -hmm. gives you that opportunity. But got like when I would talk to guys, like no trial time, no no job site layout, nothing like that. Yeah, and, and even just being part of the conversations with the homeowners and hearing these guys, we would go pick up material together. So you make like that sort of connection where you know even on our sites like material just shows up unloaded off the truck it's up on the scaffold you don't really get a sense of what's going on behind the scenes so that's right that's why i i i never would think to do it any other way than the way that i was lucky enough to be yeah, a part you're of definitely fortunate you, to... you do find yourself maybe getting a little bit lost in a big company mm -hmm. but there was none of that and nice. and to have like steve was mentioning brent not a personal relation there mm -hmm. he didn't care if he hurt my feelings or anything like that. It was to do the job, yeah. but I have the utmost respect for him. The most talented Mason. Like nice. you learn so much, one of the most, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but you're not, you're not on a job site where you're just getting screamed at by five Masons yeah. and it's line up and yeah. why is that? And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's- You guys weren't like, doing tract homes, high production, no, high volume exactly. houses. So no. that's, there's a big difference. You're not exactly. gonna be yeah. having people scream at you because yeah. you need production when you're yeah. doing tract homes. Yeah. You need production. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's why a lot of those crews, there's a lot of screaming and yeah. yelling. But yeah. you were very fortunate to be in your position. Yeah. yeah. At a, not, I'm not gonna say a slower pace, everywhere you have to produce, right. but regardless, at least you weren't with a, a massive outfit. No. Because I've been with large companies and apprentices just like you said, saw time. That's it. So, you're on a you're on a saw yeah. for like a year or two years. Yeah, yeah. lowest like man in the totem pole. It's right? crazy. So, yeah. so to be able to take on every area of masonry with the organization off the wall with scaffold mixing, all that, and then the prep work, you know, for Supply, the masons, suppliers, etc. And yeah. like going to you know pick up material stuff like that, dealing with the suppliers. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and that that obviously helped excel. You know your knowledge even faster than all these other apprentices. Yeah, because I- That's a perfect position to be in. I even did the schooling, I think I finished in in three and a half years and typically it's spread out over five, but- Oh, it's three, yeah, three and like a half you, years, that's not You bad. can go one year on. I, I took a year off 
before I did my second level. And then okay. I did two and three in the so same year. So you could have finished sooner? Sooner, yeah. So what's the quickest rate you can go through that program at OMTC right to Red Seal? You can do one year, well, like one winter. You can test in for level two for the next January, test in for Got the it. level three in the next January. So you technically you could do three years, but there's no way you'll have the 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 hands-on ability. Okay, so, like the field work. Yeah, like, they, yeah. they yeah. warn you to take a second year uh, before you do your level two. Okay. Now there's different scenarios. I was pretty pretty new to everything or like even Josh, like going on the wall, he'll have a tough time slowing down for level one okay. because it's very basic. Okay. But then level two, they ramp up. You're doing arches. The walls are, you have to build your scaffold nice. to finish your projects. And it's a lot more like you're, you're relying on your production throughout the day as well. Okay. So if you're struggling with that, uh, I remember a teacher, I was behind on brick on our brick project. You do block, brick, and then stone. Mm -hmm. And I was behind on my brick. I chose to do the brick first before the stone because I knew I'd have a tougher time with it because we didn't do a lot of brick. Okay. So the teacher actually came to me and said like, hey, listen, you're a little bit behind here. Like there's only two weeks left in the school. Um, you might want to think about just going back to work, like try this again. And I remember reassuring him that once the stone project comes, I'll be done in a couple of days. It's no problem. And sure <laughs> enough, the confidence. Next, before the next week was over, I was done my stone project nice. and I had a week off before the school yeah. was finished. Yeah. And I just did like more classroom work and an extra two projects or something like that. Yes. I don't really remember what it was, but that's my own self-awareness that I knew I was going to be in a good spot. So good. like Josh, Josh is already on the wall. Yeah. He's going to be fine throughout his course of action Excellent. through that. But uh, everyone's different. Yeah. And that's when you right. see guys not even know where to start, like you, when you're in the classroom, mm -hmm. they don't do anything for you. You don't know, you don't want to chalk your line. You don't want to, you know, work out your coursing to see if something works. Guys are, are lost with that. So that was another thing that I just got to witness day in and day out with Steve and Brent yeah. where they would figure out their cuts for the brick bond and this and that. And, you know, you're a little bit more comfortable with it. Obviously mm -hmm. still very new. I'm not saying I was like a, a no. master of anything. Yeah. I still struggled with everything. And the brick is confusing when you're there on your own and the teacher's like, nope, why, why do you have that cut instead of, you know, something else? And it's like, oh, I didn't think of that. But they won't tell you that right off the bat. They'll let you struggle for a little bit. That's how you learn, though. That's how you learn. That's how you learn. And, yeah. and I think that, again, I have no, like, relation to the, to the other schooling, but that's something that's very realistic about being on the job site. I like that. And that's how they want to teach it. I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. What was school like for you, Steve? It was similar to what Mike's saying. Okay. It was similar uh, in th back in those days. Maybe a little, little more lax. It was a little more get back to the job, okay, and and uh, more hands on. A lot more screaming mm -hmm. on the job. Less encouragement and more. <laughs> Everyone more, always says that. For yeah, like back, you know, yeah. back in the day, it was it was it was not a lot of encouragement. You didn't have a lot of time to to show that you were new, you were just expected to be able to do it. So it was, it, I remember quite a few years where you were, it was pretty abrasive, but I had come from a Scottish upbringing. My dad was a captain in World War II, so it didn't bother me. Amazing, yeah. But I, I, it was pretty tough. But I remember when I started my company, I thought to myself, I'm not going to be a screamer. 
because I, I didn't under, I was working when I would, when I was working as hard as I can and, and doing pretty good. I didn't understand why this, there was still screaming. Like it was an encouragement. It was still uh, not oh, belittling, but I'm it was sorry, pretty but that's disrespectful. Maybe, maybe, I, you know, and, and, and I understand the foreman were under, under the gun, but it was a different time. So of course, I, I, I yelled and screamed that like crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get anything from that. So I thought I'd apply. I wouldn't apply that to to the guys I trained. But just like you, you said, know? you didn't get anything out of it. So no. what is the purpose no. other than making somebody feel nervous and yeah. they're going to fuck exactly. up even more? That's right. There is zero purpose to yelling. That's right. He, he, I've said this before too. Diamonds are made under pressure. Okay. And I, there was a lot of yelling and screaming and the individual who did a lot of that yelling and screaming, I feel had a big impact as to the worker that I am. Yes. And I respect him for that, but there is other ways to go about it. Mm -hmm. You can still mold somebody and teach somebody and coach somebody to yeah. be, you know, a valuable asset to a company right. in a different way right. with respect. Because right. you give respect, you get respect back. That's right. So there has to be, it has to come from within. I yeah. think a tradesman has to be, they have to be switched on to their own, what, what their own goal is. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to, I want it, There's nothing going to stop me from becoming a bricklayer slash stonemason. When I started, there was nothing. Didn't matter if you were screaming at me, give me the worst part of the job to do. I was determined to become one. So it was, it was good that way. I mean, even in the days back then, you it didn't matter what uh, you came with. If, if you were coming to the job to say, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bricklayer, the owner of the company would say, you got an hour. Go up there. Don't tell me what you have credential wise. Go up. You have an hour to show me. And I, many times guys would take him back <laughs> yeah. off the scaffold for an hour. Amazing. Here's, here's 20 bucks. You're not a bricklayer. I yeah. can't hire you. That's the tryouts. Boy, what pressure. The tryouts. <laughs> the tryouts. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Don't tell me what you can do. Get your ass Just up there show and show me. me. That's it. It was simple as that. Uh, well, that's the thing, right? Is that's, that is crucial though. It yeah. is. Like, it's not what you know. It's no. what you can do, right? That's right. So what's the performance like? Yeah. And that, that's what I look at too. Like you've seen a lot of guys come in oh, and, yeah. go, and it's for that yeah. very reason. Or they just don't vibe well with the crew or whatever. That's a big but part of it too. You have it to is. be able to yeah. get along with the team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anyone who's toxic, remove them. Yeah. Get that bad apple out of there because yeah. just like the famous saying, you know, one yeah. bad apple spoils the rest bunch, and it's so yeah. true. Yeah. So eliminate, eliminate those people. And that's what I've done. And that's why, you know, I have... Like we, we had that little preliminary conversation. Yes. I said that list that I have of terminated employees is very, very large. But A lot bigger than the ones you kept. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, yeah. like I said before, it's the, the law of averages, man. Yeah. And you really got to go through a lot of people to find the golden nuggets, right? Yes. The people who bring that value. Yeah. But uh, I want to ask you guys a, a powerful question. Um, and we could start with you, Steve. Uh, what does blue collar mean to you? Uh, blue collar. It's such a, I, I, recently my, I talked, I said to Mike, what's, uh, what's going to be asked? I'm a little nervous, you know, and, the, <laughs> I, and he said, we'll make you feel comfortable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so far it's okay. <laughs> but a blue collar, I looked, I, I thought what it, the definition was, then I looked up the definition and exactly what I thought it was. And it's, it's a skilled, uh, it's having a skill mostly with uh, using labor. Yeah. Whether you're Use unskilled <laughs> or not skilled, you're using your body and, mm -hmm. and your mind as well, but probably more physical than anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it, maybe at one time it was, 
it was frowned upon, but I think now more than than ever, a, a blue collar worker is respected. Absolutely, you know, and definitely the the wages come up. And uh, I mean, all we've heard in the last 15, 20 years is there's not enough tradesmen. So I'm, I mean, I going back to the school. If you went to university and got an education, good for you. If you served an apprenticeship, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. You should you should be proud as can be. Keep your tools clean. Yep. Show up on time. Dressed. You know, ready to go to give your all every day. Mm -hmm. It's it's what attitude you should bring to it. But whether you're a white collar worker, which I respect, or a blue collar worker, I, I kind of I think a blue collar worker is more well rounded mm -hmm. because you know you're you're facing elements of weather, yeah. facing what elements of a you know you you take me off this job and put me with these ten guys now for a day. You have to be able to get along, support each other, line yeah. up and and work physically hard. You have to care. Yeah. So blue collar worker. I feel is it's a good title. One time maybe frowned upon, but now equal status to mm -hmm. everything else. Yeah. So I get I get a feeling that you're very proud, proud. to be a part of that yeah. that culture, yeah. that environment. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. What about you, Mike? I feel like the same sort of thing. I I have a buddy that uh, we were both athletes together, different sports, but when we were going through high school, then university, none of our other friends were really pursuing stuff like that. So people just don't get it yeah. when you're in it. Why are you doing that? Like you're a little bit older. People are already in their careers. You're not really making as much money. Um, you kind of live, you just live a different lifestyle. So for me, I tailor it in the same attitude towards as that as the people that are in it, they wholeheartedly get it. It's like nothing's new to them. The people that aren't, they just don't get it either. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that other, you know, careers or anything like that aren't any less of a proud ship. Yeah. But to be blue collar, you know, you're waking up early before the sun's up, Hell working yeah. hard, you're coming home, you get home, you see your kids. It's <laughs> you're just you're proud, like you guys were mentioning, of everything about it. You're mm -hmm. proud of what you what you've accomplished in your day, you get to stand back and look at it. And people might not understand that, but they're not in it. They just don't get they, it. They and that's yeah. that's like so black and white for me. Yeah. And getting a little bit older now, everyone's obviously in careers and the whole variety of a friendship now. Um, you're in conversations with people and people kind of talk about work and everything like that. And then as soon as you say you're a stonemason or a bricklayer, um, those are when questions start coming back to you. Mm -hmm. And it's just, oh, you're, you might think, oh, you're just a bricklayer. But then when you're in a social setting, people want to talk to you about it. And like, <laughs> I see crazy stuff and I can't believe you guys are doing things like that. Yeah, and yeah. then, then you get into another realm of that conversation. So yeah. it is, it is being proud of it and, and days are hard and days are good and lots of challenges, lots of challenges. And like yeah. you mentioned, Keeps, keeps the mind strong. For yeah. me, I was new to the company at one point. You don't know anybody. I remember starting when the whole company was on one site. Mm -hmm. uh, then we branched off. And then now we're in a crew together. And you're still feeling guys out and getting to know yeah. guys. And guys are getting to know you. And then there were a couple times where I would get sent somewhere else. And to me, it's just walking in. Maybe that's because I've always been part of teams. But that's what a crew is. And it was very easy for me to amalgamate myself on a team. It didn't matter who was there. Mm -hmm. I love working beside whoever. I'm me. It yeah. doesn't matter. 
I, I sing, I make jokes yeah, all yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah. Physical challenge is fun. Yeah. Exactly. Make it fun. Well, and it's know. all together. And everyone's yeah. trying to get through the day together and get through the project together. And that's something that I think people that aren't blue collar might not kind of have a sense of mm -hmm. where they're just kind of stuck in their role. And they're part of a team, but but the very in individual work. And in my individual work, each brick that I lay or stone or block, whatever we're doing, it's individual but the crew is getting a goal finished by the end that's of the right. day. You so, didn't individually put yeah, that wall up. Exactly. Right? No, that's right. It's, so, it's a team. There's yeah, a lot a of team. And you and, do make a great team. And that's player. not just with bricklayers. Mm -hmm. You're talking to laborers the whole day, yep, operators right. yep. the whole day, other trades yep. the whole day, the site super the whole day. Like it's, it's just something that people have no idea what it's like to be on a job site. And it, they, like you said, it, it might have been a little bit, frowned upon even I'd, I'd say to be a tradesman you know like oh you're working with guys like criminals or like <laughs> right. drug addicts whatever and yeah it's not gave, like that some of the, the most intellectual some right. of the most intellectual people that you speak with there's no way other people could do yeah what people on site do to figure things out yeah. and i know you mentioned like there's always a problem but blue collar is getting solutions mm -hmm. it's not not dwelling upon anything or you got to build something seven frames high and it seems so daunting it's just just get that done and move on to the next thing so yeah, yeah man. don't that's, dwell on the problem that's it no and that's the thing i live my life by nike slogan just do it never just think about it maybe for a brief second but yeah. it's always just do it right yeah. and there's always going to be problems and solutions and blue collar definitely helps a person build such you know a strong mind that's right yeah. because there's always something new you are never just behind four walls doing you know the same thing every day there's there's always new things you know coming left and right yeah. and working in the elements like you mentioned like everything about blue yeah. collar is like it, it really it it really turns you into like a powerful powerful person yes. like physically mentally everything because yeah. what we do like is obviously physically challenging. Yeah, too. I don't think yeah. people realize the mental like strength that it, it oh, brings on to you as well. Yeah, I think people just think you're like a monkey just doing stuff. Yeah, and it's brain dead work. But again, it's there's a whole realm to being yeah a blue collar worker. And that's why we're so proud of it. That's like, right. Yeah, 100%. and we're in the best trade. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. There you go. And that's you've built a company that that is gaining reputation as a company that people want to work for. Mm -hmm. So good for you to do that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Soon maybe Choosing we'll have right. Steve as a full-time Mason, stone Mason, a part of the uh, TaylorMade boys That's crew right. there. My trial's clean. Ready to go. <laughs> well, let's get that trial dirty then, Steve. Come on. <laughs> Too funny. So I, I want to ask you guys a few questions here. So what's the most bizarre or craziest thing that has happened to you guys on the job site? We can start with Steve. Working in Toronto, there's... Uh, uh, one of the craziest things, I was an apprentice. I was on Scotia Plaza okay. uh, on a swing stage, hanging mechanical stone. And uh, I, it was, I was never, never got used to that. I could be in the highest scaffold, but I never got used to the movement of the swing stage. So, I, yeah. <laughs> like swinging back. 69, 69 floors. So Nags Head North was a bar directly across the street from Scotia Plaza. And I'm a two-year apprentice pretty you know intimidated and the uh i won't mention the elevator company uh, yeah elevator company and they didn't get along 
with the other trades on the job. And at the time, I've the biggest, strongest men you've ever seen work for both companies. And we go across the street on a Friday to Nags Head North, and I'm in the corner with my friend who's an, an apprentice. And the stonemasons and laborers got in a physical fight with the elevator oh, guys. No. And it was like a brawl from the Western days. I've, I, we just stayed in the corner and watched it, and we could not believe it. After that incident happened, there was so much respect on that job because the elevator guys are in, in those pits at the bottom. That's right. And, a, and there's a lot of situations where stuff gets knocked down there. And, mm-hmm. it, but it was funny to see tradesmen bond only after punching each other out. <laughs> Sometimes I guess that's what it takes, Steve. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> nice it, like, punch to the nose. Yeah. That, that, is, that is a pretty, pretty crazy story. Yeah. I'm sure you have a lot more. Yeah. Um, but we could do that for another, we okay. could save that for another episode. What about you, Mike? Bizarre uh, or crazy? Well, crazy, I guess. But again, working with Steve, um, <laughs> we were on a project where uh, we had a mobile crane that we had to land pretty big pieces of uh, precast with. And we were working in a, a laneway going down to two parking garages between these two buildings. And it was a pretty windy day. And uh, I would just swamp and and uh and lay but mm-hmm. explain only, swamp yeah swamp is uh yeah, like some I'm, people are like yeah. what do you mean like yeah. with alligators <laughs> yeah right i'm uh i got the radio with the yes. with the crane operator and i'm giving him directions he he had a line of sight to where we were but you're still communicating the entire time Hoisting no rigging no yeah. quiet on the on the microphone there um always talking to him letting him know like the speed is good maybe he's got to swing out a little bit boom down whatever um and i don't know what happened with this guy in the crane we called him uh, whiskey bill sometimes <laughs> that might, that might have been a clue <laughs> sometimes he'd look over he'd be sleeping in the crane you're like when why isn't this guy answering me and you'd look back and he's asleep in the crane but uh <laughs> he was dropping down this piece of coping for us and 2500 pounds yeah i don't know i don't know what what happened but he got too close to the wall and you could see it just started picking up a big sway a through pendulum. the wind as yeah, a pendulum. Yeah. And we were standing directly underneath it. And Steve actually said, like, if that piece just hits the wall, it's going to be chaotic. And sure enough, it just kept swinging and swinging Wrecking swinging ball. back and yeah. forth. And it was just, it just, if it had bit into the wall, it would have been a disaster. It would have been so bad, but it just ended up coming right down to us and but to be in a, crazy. In, a, in a position where something's so powerful like that, yeah, and you have nothing, like you, there's no control over that. Zero, there's yeah. no tagline, you're pulling no. that thing back. There's nothing, you're just letting whatever about, whatever's about to happen, it's gonna happen yeah. And, yeah. and be ready for it. So there's a couple other scenarios with the crane. But yeah. working with cranes is always fun. Yeah, so that's probably the craziest thing for me. I mean, nice. I'm, I'm pretty low key on, on our job sites. We. Yeah. stuck to the homes and we're not going to talk about the big. crazy shit that we do at tmc that's Mason right either so. there's no crazy but not stuff. dangerous <laughs> there, <laughs> not there, dangerous. there is there's Playing you try chaos. and eliminate yeah. risk but there's always there's always going to be a sense of danger yeah. you, ha- you have to have your wits about yeah. you keeps us on our toes that's man. right that's so, right yeah man <laughs> i like this question so um if there was uh any place that you could teleport to on this earth right now where would you go and what would you do there I would go to Italy. Nice. Yeah. In fact, we were looking at pictures last night of our trip together, 
And, cool. And just the... Have you been? Or? Yes. Okay. And the, the masonry structures, if if oh, you're yeah. not inspired by those there, I'll tell yeah. you. Uh, I, yeah. would, I'd, I would go to Italy, I would learn the language, and I would try and work on some restoration of stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah, it would be amazing That'd to be, be so part. Because, cool. I mean, those, those buildings... Coliseum, it, it, it's constant, you know, they're constantly working on them to keep so them. Those are like the true artisans, Absolutely. man, those guys. Absolutely true artisans compared to compared to what we do here and compared to what the trades become, yeah. you know. It's just, that's that's so inspiring. All the places we went from Venice to Florence to, to Rome. I mean, I, there's no one structure that stands out for me. It's all beautiful. Amazing. But I would I would definitely, I'd like to go there. Great answer. Right now. <laughs> I, I wish we can all teleport there right yeah, now, to be honest. Yeah. What about you, Mike? I'm the same, honestly. I'd, I'd teleport yeah. right into the... We did a tour into the basement of the Coliseum. Nice. And there's arches down there with stones. Just imagine. Half the size of this room holding that Dry arches. Up. Dry arch. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's been incredible. standing for thousands of years. Yeah. You just have no idea how that was put into place. No. Is that with, nuts? With paper-thin joints... Still standing, yeah. cities above it. It's just that's the masonry that stands the true test of time. Yeah, yeah. it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And and to do the trip, people are looking at how beautiful the building is. We're standing there thinking, you guys know what? Yeah, yeah the yeah. questions went on yeah. in yeah. that yeah. job site. Yeah. How did that <laughs> happen? It's just. Honestly, because yeah, like, with, with all what the, kind of telehandler did they use yeah. to yes, put that up? Exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say that even with the machines that you own and and the, the stuff that you guys do, you look up at stuff that's twenty stories up, and a piece might weigh five tons. And what's it take to get a five ton piece into place with an eighth joint? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I can. And only, we can't even ask the, those guys. The skill, no. Yeah. The skill that it would have taken, that's all inspiring to me yeah, in the yeah, trade. Absolutely. 100%. I know, and I can relate, like, because I know in Europe, it's how it is, right? Yeah. Everywhere mm -hmm. you go. Mm -hmm. And I've been to Portugal, and same thing, same thing. Mm -hmm. The cathedrals, everything, every building is just, oh, yeah. Portugal's it's remarkable. Yeah. It's remarkable. Yeah. So our mission with the podcast, guys, is to inspire the next generation to explore the world of trades. What advice can you share with them to help them recognize the rewarding potential awaiting in this field? And I know we did have a conversation at the beginning about this, but what could you tell the younger generation to get their asses in gear and bring them out into the field here with us at, uh, within the masonry sector? It's a rewarding trade. I think if you know as you're going through high school and you're getting your, your grade 12 education done, if you know that you're not going to go on to college or university and it's not really what you're looking for, get into the trade as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. It would help if you, if you took care of your body physically, yep. if you're into sports, if you're into bodybuilding or whatever, but know that the effort you put in is going to be the effort that you get out. So if you, if you care, you take, you take the time on to learn the trade, keep yourself physically fit, find a good company. You're going to end up making a good living can be proud of yourself and i think it's the number one trade so definitely i encourage guys young guys and don't be don't be nervous to try don't be nervous mm -hmm. to call a company if it doesn't work out if it's the wrong guys go to the next company mm -hmm. don't don't stay until you feel that you're getting respected and you're getting time on the tools and you're you know you're getting a fair wage 
because it because this country is now expensive. Mm-hmm. You have to make a living, and being a blue collar worker can you can do that now. But mm-hmm. I think our trade's number one. It's a great response. Yeah. So, Thank you, Steve. Yeah. What about you, Mike? I'd say sort of the same thing. I think for younger people, it's hard to dive into a trade. Doesn't matter what the trade is. I, I'd say especially this one because it's definitely more physical than other trades. But I know a lot of the idea about going to university is a social aspect now. Mm. So even just with me and my group of friends, everyone from high school went to Laurier or Guelph. They all went to university together. They made new friends what, as what time What did they do a on. lot of? Exactly. <laughs> so there's that whole aspect that you kind of have to like battle with yourself for because you're going to go and choose to do something on your own. Mm-hmm. You're not going to school with all your friends. Not all your friends want to be plumbers or electricians. Mm-hmm. Some might. I have friends that did the plumbing together. They went to Midland and they lived together and did that. That's great. What did they do on the weekends? They drove to Laurier, Waterloo, because that's where all of our friends were. Mm-hmm. Same as me. I was playing hockey. I wasn't in university yet. I was just up there every weekend for the for the important parts that everyone wanted to be yeah. there for. And not to say that going to university is, it, it, there's no benefit to it either. But as time goes on, you find out that the people that are in finance or the very specific aspects of what you learn in university... There's no other way to go about doing that other than being in university. That's right. But people that go in and just like take a general business or arts or whatever, there's a social aspect to that. So I think for young people to not be afraid to go into the trade Mm -hmm. when all their friends are going to do other things, you're not missing out on anything. There's so much that you're going to learn and grow through on your own doing your trade at that same age as all those people that you might think are doing the same growth as you being in university, but you can't be afraid to miss out on, on whatever you think might be important about that because you have no interest in going to do the schooling anyways. Mm-hmm. You're, you want to do what you want to do. You're going to catch up on all that stuff. You're going to see your buddies. You're going to do whatever you need to do. But I do know that people will start later because I have friends that did four years university sorry, three years university in their third year, they stop, they get into the trade that they wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. Now they've done three years of university for essentially nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Well, I know the university ben- benefited from all, the, that, yeah. <laughs> all that tuition. <laughs> that's a, so, and that's a big part of it too. You're going to go, you're yeah. going to go and jump into an apprenticeship program and you're going to do your schooling, but you're going to work and you're and not going to have making student money. loans. That's right. And, there's there's not, so much you, yeah, that people don't yourself. there's so no. much that people don't uh, instill on you in high school, and that's where I think that like kind of frowned upon attitude comes because it's like, oh, the application letters are getting sent out, and my mm-hmm. buddy applied to seven schools, and he's already got into five, and this and that, and it's, it's like intimidating. This, it's yeah. exactly, but here you are thinking, well, I'm just gonna go and do my trade like you're yeah. completely going against the grain and it yep. shouldn't be going against the grain no so not at all i think to not be afraid of of doing that for yourself because in eight years when everyone's in the same boat you're truly going to be in the same boat everyone's going to be in a job you're going to be eight years into your apprenticeship or yeah. or you're you're going to be completed your apprenticeship yeah. at that point and you're going to just be rolling together the same way that you were before any of those yeah. decisions were yeah. made so 
get rid of all the FOMO, the fear yeah, of missing exactly. out on all the parties and all that shit. Because at the end of the day, what does a party do for you anyways? It Nothing. doesn't benefit you no. in any kind of way. And yeah, you're still going to get it. For that slight little time, but... Yeah, for, yeah, and you you still will get it, yeah. but you don't need to go spend thousands of dollars no. on a tuition just because all your buddies are yeah. going there. Like yeah. it doesn't, yeah. and that's just my personal and the connection are so to rewarding, it. Man. Yeah. yeah, so rewarding. So be rewarding. proud. Yep. And yeah. you meet guys yeah. on the way. Like I came in and got put on a on a crew with Corey, Brandon, Bailey, Brody, and now like we'll have beers together. And yeah. We'll now we create our and, own and party, and that's it's right. exactly that. Yeah. Though it's you know we had a great Christmas party and yeah. guys coming together and. You know, you're you're still gonna build those connections, those mm -hmm. social connections, but you do it in such a different way than than people what would ever think that you would. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I I think to stress on younger people is is yeah. that don't get into the trade because there's such a demand of of tradesmen yeah. kind of thing. But you gotta get want into it, you it gotta, because you you're gotta, gonna love it. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna want it. And our trade it, is the best, truly. Yeah, the honestly. Best there's nothing that that you don't look back at the end of the project That's and you see all of your work. That's and what I was going to say. Know. We're not, you know, we're burying everybody else's yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. We are the first visual appearance right. that you get to see on any structure. That's yeah. Right. Is whether it's masonry, stucco, siding. Yeah. yeah. We dress the structure. That's right. So you're definitely right about how you can get that sense of like, wow, yeah. you know, we did this. That's right. And drive past you know, certain jobs that were all completed. You're like, yeah, we did that. That's it. Like, look yeah. at that. You know, you get, you, yeah, you just, you're just rewarding. really proud. Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that guys. And thank you for being here. Thank Honestly, you. super honored that, to be able to meet you finally, Steve. Yes, in person. likewise. And thank you guys for making that drive over here as well. Yeah, no problem. And enjoying some time with us here in the Mason's Conversation Studio. So I appreciate that. Thank awesome. you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, no worries, boys.